Welcome to the Wheel of Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering the end of Lord of Chaos, Chapter 55, and the epilogue, Dumai's Wells, and the answer. Enjoy! Welcome to Season 6, Episode 25, the final episode of Lord of Chaos. Final. Yeah, I What book are we on? Next, <laughs> a crown of swords is what we're gonna be doing next. But what right now we're, we're oh, book seven. Wow, we're almost seven. we're halfway through. Whoa, how many books are in the series? Uh, 14, the main yeah, series, plus a prequel. We're, we're like there. We're, we're at the halfway yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, we're at the halfway point. All right, so now's, now's the time for everybody to put in their predictions. How many children <laughs> will the Will Reeds have by the time we're done? <laughs> well, I'm done. So it's really You got to wait until we get to next next week to put No, I'm kidding. We can put yeah. it in now. It's a good thing to do. I Because well, we might still adopt. How many more years do we have left? We have three years and three. a half. I can tell you in a second. Yeah, how many kids do we have so far? Alan has like 20. So, our final episode on our current pace will be in March of 2026. So, in four years, oh, yeah, we may adopt by then. Yeah, our three so years, can, three years. So, well, three, three right, right now, I'm not counting Meredith's kids, but once we three marry, then you gotta count those. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. if you're betting on us being married, like I'm yeah. four plus two, and so then for you, yeah. Yeah, and, and Alan you has Alan? three. I have three. That we know of. He did circumnavigate the world. Yeah, I, gonna th- get I have three, three that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> three that I know of, and I'm done. Good enough, uh, kids. <laughs> well, based on that trajectory, you had six, he had three. So maybe I'll be the one to have have two, or maybe I'll have one. I think as a group, we're good for two more. It's either going to be all your two, or maybe by then... Maybe maybe by then we foster or adopt. I don't know. All right, so we're going double digits here. We're gonna we're gonna be ten yeah. plus. Yeah, we got we got some uh, some twelvers. So well, I like that. Got, got a twenty seven yes. in there. Twenty seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you All right, because I want Skeeter to win. I'm gonna go get that reversal surgery. <laughs> we're, just gonna, we're gonna fuse uh, we're gonna it back together. Him. We're gonna adopt everyone. Everyone's gonna be adopted. But... Yeah, we'll pay for Alan's undoing process. Oh uh, yeah, no, no, good. Um, <laughs> so, um. Yeah, we got we got new patrons. We got lots of new patrons. What? So, uh, How? How did that? Because uh, we did a live recording. And everybody wanted to watch it. So that's oh, cool. That's true. Yeah. They're so all going to drop this. next week. So we got we got <laughs> new patrons. Uh, yeah, they probably are. Uh, Kevin, Drew, Melissa, Jacob, Jenny, and Brock. Welcome as patrons. And Woo! thank you, Jay Renner, Bidiamon, Pythos, Karen, and Holly T for upping their. All right. Woof. We could probably afford to get Chris dessert before the show instead of during. Yeah. When (laughs) when people up their level, like that fires me up. Uh uh and I love when we get new patrons, but it fires me up a little bit more when people up their level. I don't know why. But that's like 
<laughs> I think it's because they're like, I like them enough. I'm going to help out a little bit. And then they listen more and they go, no, I kind of really like them. <laughs> That's they're like, fun. They're hopeless. And they stick around, and they stick around for like more. two months until you say something offensive. Then they delete their pledge. And, Which is, and <laughs> I love that too. This is America. This is how we let our voice be heard. Sometimes it's monetarily. Yeah. That's that's great. And where it hurts the most. Yeah. Take away Chris's yeah. ice cream. Or my almond joys. Don't take those. See. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look this up and see how many patrons we've had total ever. Um, I'm sure we're at our most at the current moment. Oh, yeah. But if you include active plus canceled uh, plus declined, <laughs> that happens too. Um, so people leave because they're declined. Um Let's okay. see. So we Love have uh, 82 current active. Wow. Um, and then um, about so at least 82 bucks a month. Wow. At we least. moved up in the world. And then uh, for uh, uh, 55 that have left. <laughs> so, there's nothing wrong with that. So on okay. point. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that at all. I take um, two steps forward. I take two, two steps, steps back. back. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fine. That's, oh, we got just, another one just now. Just Craig, thank oh, you. Yeah. Craig, 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 Craig. Yeah. Craig. This Craig. is the Craig episode. Yeah. <laughs> so as I'm looking through the, through the statistics. So yeah, thank you, patrons. And thank you all for, for giving us uh, your support because it does help with things like buying Chris snacks. Um, or, yeah. or I do want to buy you guys new microphones too, even though you guys have good microphones. I want to get the better ones for you guys. Great mics. I never washed this one after I put it in my mouth, and it's, it's uh, getting a little getting a little rough. Well, you I, can hear I, every bite of ice cream. So, so the one I bought for you guys is the one that um um your traveling um, mic. I, I, it's my traveling mic. I still have it. It's right here. It doesn't work. It's good. But then um yeah, it's great, Mike. Uh, the same one that Talker Ron Riyadh uses, and that's why I bought it because they recommended it, and they sound great. Uh, yeah. It's a good mic. It's a good mic. And then um, my uh, the one that I have. So yeah, my in-laws. I had put on my like Amazon wish list like a while ago, like for like Christmas or birthday presents, some of that. I uh, my, that a recording yeah. microphone, and birthday. I forgot to take it off. So I already had bought one, but then they bought me this like really nice one. So I, I use it. Yeah. He's like, and and then the one I have can pick me up when I fart too. I didn't pay for this. So this was not bought by patron money. That it's not like I bought a mic just for me out of patron money. This was given to me by my in laws. So it's okay. You do all the work. Yeah. Had you bought it for yourself, it would have been fine. Anything I buy for myself, I'm going to buy for you guys too. Um, yeah. So bye, Meredith. Um, we love you. You didn't blow her a kiss from me, did you? Oh, and this one's from Chris. Thank you. Oh, hi. She says, um, she's so, so, so other news as well on Saturday, you can leave it her third her voice is at so sexy. Sorry, 11. All right, now he's hitting on you. Chris and I are about to have problems. <laughs> I'm a married man. <laughs> he keeps tiptoeing up to that line. We're like, she's so nice. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Focus, 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 guys. <laughs> All right, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm focused. Dead. We're back. I'm ready. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Cute. So Saturday, Saturday, uh, December third at 11 p.m. We're going to be live on not this channel. Our I'm going to be live. You guys aren't. It's a lot of fortune. We're doing a lot of fortune um, with uh, uh, for the Watt Holiday Charity Stream. Ooh, oh, um, yeah, I do remember. That. So parts of Twatcast are going to be contestants along with Delusions of Grindel. So yay. That's gonna be fun. So that's gonna be on Malkir Talks uh stream. So very cool. Um, yeah. So 
that's Saturday night. Yeah, we have 25 people watching this. I think that's the most we've ever had in a day. I feel like this chapter is important to some people. It's a few people. I've the the mm-hmm. title of this chapter has it's been whispered to me by random people passing at Jordacon a million times. So like, yeah, I it, feel like yeah. who said that? <laughs> who said that? I call it the pimple popping chapter. The pimple popping chapter. Okay. Uh-huh. I remember we ran into one guy dressed up as Ashaman. Mm-hmm. And you were like, oh, you don't you don't know him yet, but don't worry about it. Cool costume. Right. And he turns and looks at me. He goes, you don't know me yet, but you will like. And it was just so intense the way he delivered it. I was like, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, and it came. That's yeah. what she said. Oh, we everybody did. <laughs> the, wolf, the wolves came. We all came. Brett said it was um, this chapter that helped him finish. OK. The series yeah. that is. I, I had this played in the background to finish one. Which you just finished yesterday. Congratulations on finishing the series. That's awesome. Nice. You guys will get there eventually. Um, <laughs> so... Two kids later. <laughs> that's, the <truth. laughs> that's the plan. <laughs> All right. So let's you guys ready to jump right in? Yes. All right. Let's do this. The final chapter, besides the epilogue, chapter 55, Dumai's Wells. And we've been okay, with so In my personal life, Oh yeah, personal. <laughs> I'm so excited to get this chapter. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had I a kid. water and everything. I'm about to leave. Uh, yeah, just, okay, yeah, yeah. Personal life. Yeah, I had my daughter's third birthday party. That was fun. Um, yeah, major, <laughs> major event. Just like we... it was. We had a ton of people over. It was. It was a lot of fun. Uh, just, just more so catching up with friends <laughs> and watching the kids go crazy because you had a bounce house. And if you put a ton of kids in bounce houses, it is. All right. For my personal life, I'm going to quote Jake. And Jake says, we don't care about anybody's Thanksgiving or anything the last two weeks. Let's get to Dumas Wells. Because that's where I'm at. (laughs) Just leaving. So we can jump right in. (laughs) All right. I'll be quick. And then I have to run for two seconds. I got to go unlock the door. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Um, So so I'm going to be a husband. I let my mom watch the house while we were gone, and she completely let my cats destroy it. And I may have cussed my mother out and told her off, and she oh, you may have left that. the house. No, I don't. You just don't understand. Um, I did apologize for how I said it because it wasn't there kind. You go. There you but go. I do not apologize for anything that I said. I feel because like I was absolutely well, right. And my my mother knows how I am, so she should have just known better to begin with. She birthed this and created it so i mean quite literally my my slight ocd is all her fault um if you guys saw half okay um also (laughs) no because she told me to do this so she can wait um out on hulu right now is the movie um aftershock if you haven't seen it yet um so chanel and her group you know she's in health equity um are looking at launching a long-term goal based around the bias in maternal and infant um, health and mortality rates. Mm -hmm. So there's a major nationwide discussion on educating um, medical individuals uh, about about this epidemic and also looking at creating a new curriculum, which is something that she's helping to spearhead. So the movie is... Uh, specifically based around um, inequities within the um, POC, so people of color, but the epidemic is just crazy in general. So 
take a look if you have a moment it definitely touches the heart if it doesn't then there's something wrong with you all right i'll be right back okay cool all right well since we have to wait for chris i guess uh i will fill time with life are mm -hmm. you down with that i'm down all right i get enough ready? time <laughs> I'm gonna... it's interesting you say that I'm going to give you an example of what I've been doing the past few days and what I will be doing until I go back to work in a few weeks. All right, here we go. One, two, three. This is it. Thank God I have truncate silence as part of my editing. So I can just... <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to edit. <laughs> you got to leave a gap there. No, really. All right. So this is so it's weird. Uh, I don't have to go back to work until about December, mid-December. Mm -hmm. But they still haven't actually fixed all of the leave issues. So I'm not actually getting paid. So I can't afford to do anything. Like I have some car repairs to make on all three vehicles we have right now, mm -hmm. but I can't do it because I can't buy the parts. I can't really go anywhere because then I'm just burning gas. So I've been sitting around watching World Cup and House football. Dragon. You watch House Dragon? Um, you're gonna be mad at me. I still can't figure out how to log in. Okay. Did you read did you read uh Miss Bornair too? No. All right. So it, wasn't it was the so cat. You have things you could do. <laughs> I've been sitting around doing nothing. Okay. Cool. It wasn't her. It was the cat, but she will be here. So I, I did unlock the door. So now I'm not a horrible husband. Okay. Cool. So, all right. So, chapter 55. Do Let's my do souls. It. All right. Start with Gawain, our favorite you character. See that he said, do my souls. Like, it's an unimportant. I mean, the title really is unimportant, though. Like, yeah. Uh, well, I had, I had questions for Chris because I didn't catch anything. They pointed out the wells, blah, blah, blah. Have we heard anything about in any prophecy that relates to this battle? Is there anything significant? Like nothing jumped out to me that no. we heard before. We knew this was coming the whole book, kind of. There was a great buildup to it. We but, hoped. We hoped right. for sure. Yeah, but no but, prophecy or anything significant no. you think of? Okay, I didn't. I think this just is his way of saying, like, here we are in an average town with average things happening. Yeah. And it's about to go down. Yeah, it is. Red alert. And I think I think it's, and I might be wrong, but I'll have to look it up. I think Nablus actually does a video where he talks about, like, and graphically shows, like, the troop formations and how it actually... With all those numbers. Work. Yeah, with all the numbers. That'd be great to, to be able to see in here. Yeah. Oh, it's so. easy. Like if we save one little dot counts for you know a hundred people, you put five dots surrounded mm -hmm. by like five million dots. Yeah. And that's that's what we that's what we have here. It's it's very <laughs> very much a three hundred situation, you know, three hundred uh, Spartans versus yeah. uh, the Persian army. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. Well, and then so, they pop popcorn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. So, Gawain, <laughs> all right. So, even though we know we're at the end of the book and we're hoping for action, we feel like it's coming up. Jordan gives us a little bit of scene setting of where we're at, and he does it through Gawain. They're marching through this area. It, does he mention the wells in Gawain's point of view? Oh, he does. I think so. Yeah. He says, He's yeah, like, the young ladies are acting as well. Sorry. Right. Yeah. That's like, the only way we know we're rolling right. terrain with its scattered bunches of trees was just flat enough to make you think you could see long ways. When in truth, some of those occasional long ridges and low hills were not quite so low as they seemed. The wind was gusting waves of dust today, and the dust could hide a lot. Dumai's wells lay just off the road to his right, 
three stone wells and a small corpse the water barrels could stand topping and it was at least four days to the next shore of water mm-hmm. so essentially these wells had, had dried up you know and people, used to, and people have moved on yeah people have moved on i mean we're, what we're getting is a scene of desolation and destitute and we're kind of getting the severity of what's happening with the the drought and the lack of of rain and how it's just driving people to leave their homes and to leave what they know and it's just showing the change here that's being created by a little bit of the dark one kind of seeping through through his like Mm -hmm. you know farts of evil yeah Yeah. the the blue blaze i like knowing i mean we knew a battle was coming just y'all at least spoiled that much right we knew this was about to go down um <laughs> and in this brief little description like he lets us know how the the terrain itself is just very deceptive like depth perception mm-hmm. is hard like are we looking at a ridge it, i think perrin gets into it in a little bit like hard to see uh, okay that's the ridge line there no that's just another grouping of trees so it's mm-hmm. Hard if to see ever, stuff coming. If so you've ever been on like deserts, there a lot like in dune deserts where there's dunes, it's a lot like this where like a, it looks like just all sand, it looks all flat, but then right there's you, nips and people can just pop out of nowhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the seat the scene is set. The scene is set. And uh and Gawain's just sitting there thinking about his promise he made to Egwene that he will not harm Rand. Um, but he even thinks he says, Well, I'm not gonna harm him, but but I'm not gonna help him either. Uh, something yeah. happened so that's just, that's yeah. fair considering where he's at i wasn't mad at that no 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 um, how could you be he thinks his mom's dead right we know more than him but from what he thinks he knows that's exactly. that's actually a pretty solid promise yeah because mm-hmm. a lot of them probably wants to harm rand yeah. so that's that's he, cool of him he thinks on men too you know thinks that she didn't deserve to be kidnapped and you know maybe you know might might be willing to help her but at the same time doesn't want to break away from the ice die that he's kind of sworn to helping at this point with the transfer all right so this is where i get mixed up all right you guys when i joked about alan being gawain you were like oh gosh no like like he's the worst character ever in the books and maybe he does more later on to deserve that but as of right now i don't think so he has good he's had good reason to do everything he's done so far even though we might not have liked it um even in this situation like he found out last second that Rand was there, right? He didn't know the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he even kind of feels bad about the way Rand's being treated. He's like, mm, I don't know if I signed up for this shit. Uh, mm-hmm. And then men, he's like, all right, at the very least, I got to do something to help men. So even if this went down a totally different way, he might not have gone to help Rand, but he definitely would have done something to get men out of there. Right. So Gawain was about to make his break from these Aes Sedai anyways. Right. True. And the Aes Sedai, as we know from the previous chapter, had a whole pact with the Shido to kill Gawain and all his people too. So Oh, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't even know that he's being betrayed at this point. But he he has this sense. Like, he knows something's up, especially when we have this rider riding hard towards him. He's like, hey, y'all, tell the younglings to be ready. Like, be wary. Some stuff's about to go down. Like, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, right. So, of course, there are thousands of Aiel descending on them from all sides. Uh, so, yeah. Gawain, Gawain yells the for the caravan to stop and form defensive um, formations, and, and Galita gets all pissed off about it. Like, who are you to say stop? So, like, yeah, yeah, he's like, we know the Aiel. Like, this is fine. Yeah, uh, the, she- the Shido were supposed to give us escort. That's probably just them. Let me tell you how much I loved 
how this book ends with the Aes Sedai <laughs> being fucking wrong about everything. Everything about this chapter, okay, there's so many cool things that happen in this chapter, but one of the centerpieces are the Aes Sedai, the tower, and the broken tower, whatever side you want to call it, being put in their place. <laughs> and I don't know what this says about me, but I fucking love it. <laughs> even Gawain, and maybe this is why he's getting kudos in my book, like even he is stepping out, taking action, and this Aes Sedai is like, who are you? You're finally going to learn that I'm in charge. Da 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 da, and then eventually she's like, "Well, maybe it's not a bad idea to check this out, and let's just be sure." And then, mm-hmm. oh no, he didn't say it so kind. He said it kindly in the beginning, like, "Yeah, Ayala coming down on us, I Sedai. So sorry to question you. It's time you learn your place." He's like, "And if they're not your tame Ayil, and it was <laughs> like, who yeah, are they? Sh- They've killed one of my men already, at least mm-hmm. one. There's still six scouts." Maybe you should consider the possibility that they're outdoors, Aiel. So even though he's ready to split from them or he doesn't agree with them, he's still doing his job. Very yeah. admirable. Yep. And in this moment, you need a general. You need somebody that's, if nothing else, trained in the art of war because he's not really seasoned, per se. He's been in a couple battles, but he knows mm-hmm. more than they do. Yeah. True. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then we switch to Rand's point of view. He's inside the box. What's, What's in the box? <laughs> we don't have a meme for that? I'm it's not just Rand. Ah, there we go. What's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> of course you have a meme for that. There you go. <laughs> you got Rand and Luz. They are, Rand is desperately trying to communicate with him. And now, instead of fighting Luz... He's trying to find a way to work with Luz because he knows Luz knows more than he does about getting out of this situation. So this is an interesting, I don't know if it's a transition, but it's definitely different than the relationship has been up until this point. Rand can't get out of here by himself. Mm-hmm. And he's actually, I won't say embracing, but at least in this moment for this task, he's like, I need Luz. And if I was in this box and I had somebody inside of me, I would definitely want him to help me out too. Yeah, I would. Shit, just, I'd use anything at that anything point. Anything at that point. Like I'm too crowded, and 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 I'd rather you not drive me crazy. Let's just let's figure mm-hmm. this out. We can get out of this together. Yep. Me and you. Yeah. So a couple of things are happening while he's here. He I feels know. a lot. He feels he feels Alana coming closer. So he you know hopes that that can maybe free him. You know maybe, maybe uh, opportunity there. That starts that starts to creep up in his mind, and then he immediately he shakes it off with like, the I don't trust can't, I said, can't yeah. trust him. Like mm-hmm. you see that falling apart. That's influence from Luz, but also influence from the experiences Rand has had in the last couple of weeks with the Aes Sedai. And and remembering what the one Aes Sedai that he finally almost started to trust told him, Moraine was like, trust no one, and it's really starting to sink in. Mm-hmm. Trust no Aes yeah. Sedai. She right. said, "Trust no one." Specifically, trust Correct. no one. Right. Yeah. right. So he st- he started to say, "Ooh, she's coming. Maybe she can." Right. And didn't even finish the thought. Was like, "Nope, nope. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you." <laughs> Points to men. You're cool. You're cool. Fuck you. Fuck you. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. So he starts trying to feel around the shield. They're all soft points still. Um, you know, he thinks about how he, Lou said he needs they need to be hard and they can break out. And um, based, you know, feeling <laughs> around the dark. And this is this is right around the time that suddenly the trunk stops moving. So obviously they stopped because they're about to get attacked. But uh, but this is when um, 
you know, Goblin halts them. He thinks maybe it's a, uh, maybe it's finally nighttime. They're going to take me out to, to beat me again. So at least I'll get out and stretch my legs and he might get his then, one bucket of water wash. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. And then, uh, but then realizes that it's not opening. So he starts screaming to let, you know, let him out and nothing. Um, so he goes back to just searching for the shield and start, it starts laughing. And that's how we end this little point of view and switch to Perrin. It's, I, I think one thing that we need to really pay, go back and pay attention to though. Mm-hmm. It's like the lid would open soon. How many days in the broiling sun, how many nights he had lost count. Which one would it be this time? Faces spun through his head. He had marked every down every woman when she took her turn. They were a jumble now, remembering which came, where and when seemed beyond him. Yeah. He's so, kind of going matter. Right. So I was about to, I was just about to bring up that point and put it in perspective. So, you know, when you have soldiers, and I've never been a soldier, so maybe Ian can speak on this better than me, but when you have someone that maybe has a disease like the taint that's going to make you go crazy, and then you throw PST, PTSD on top of that, it's usually not a good thing. Um, it all depends on how much time <laughs> you've spent in processing and understanding what it is you're dealing with. You mm-hmm. can, you can, gosh, this, this is a whole nother tangent we could go on. The human brain is fucking wild and it can make us do so much and just the chemicals that get released from different emotions we feel and blah, 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 blah. And if, if you do nothing to get in front of it, even without PTSD and you're just guided by emotions, what you feel in the moment, like that's just a wild ride in life, your ups and downs sure. and everything. Um, but if you, over time and in your lifetime kind of train yourself to look at yourself from a third person from time to time and recognize like, okay, you're feeling anger at this moment or you're feeling depression at this moment, but why? Okay. You've had these things and these stressors happening. Okay. So let's find a way to compensate for that. You know, there's a way to rise above like that initial instinctive feeling. So, Mm All right, we won't go any deeper than that. So if if you have zero experience trying to do that, zero training, and you do have this PTSD shit going on, and you have all these stressors that are hitting you, you're going to lose your fucking shit. There's no hope for you, and everybody around you is in danger. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you spent enough time recognizing things that are trigger you, going to trigger you and why they're going to trigger you, then there's a way to get through these situations but it's kind of outer body. It's weird. It's it's kind of like you become the puppet, like your body's the puppet, and you're outside of it, kind of guiding yourself along. Pause. Hey, who he who comes with the wine? We are currently looking at the last chapter of book six. So if you're not there yet, go away. We love you. <laughs> come back. Come back when you're here. Well, of all we chapters, do not don't... want to spoil. Yeah, do not spoil this chapter. For I think he's asking. I think he's asking spoiler if he's read the whole thing. Like. Can you dispose in chat? The answer is oh, no. If that's what you're asking. Sure. No, the answer is no. Tell me <laughs> our, our mod team. Tell me all of it. <laughs> hey, just hey, hit me up in the DMs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we love. Uh, yeah. So, um. So is Rand struggling right now? Yes. However, uh, Rand is very wise. Well, not very wise. He's maybe lucky and a little wise in some ways. He he knows in order to like remain focused and not lose control, he has to constantly seek the void. He's not mm-hmm. able to channel, but he keeps clinging to the void. Uh, being in the void kind of gives you protection from 
this wild up and down roller coaster of emotions that comes with the torture he's being put through. And this this is torture what these women are doing to him. Um, and gosh, that's a whole nother thing about me like not not liking the Aes Sedai like one iota anymore. I mean, there might be individuals I find like along the way, but this this group, the shit they're doing to him, we put people in Leavenworth for life for doing that stuff to prisoners of war. Yeah. You you don't do that. It's right. Anyways, my respect for them is and if they and man, we need to get a psychologist or a psychiatrist on here. Like if they really believed that they were who they pretend around everybody that they are, they wouldn't even feel the need to do this to him. The fact that they're doing this to him is because they know they're so little and they feel so threatened by him. Mm -hmm. you, you don't treat somebody like that when you know you're above them, unless you're a really twisted individual. I don't know. I don't like him. Rand's doing his best to keep his shit together. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I have my friend Perrin, which let me just say, I'm a little frustrated for Perrin. Okay. I hadn't been in the book for two books almost. Became Lord Perrin, the conqueror of all, the greatest of the book. And now he's on his belly trying to save Rand's ass. He just got back in the book and he's already doing Rand's bidding. If you aren't going to Tavirin, man, it's just, uh, just that's going to happen. But yeah. Can we really blame Rand for the times that we're in? <laughs> uh, you know, we can't. I'm just giving Rand a hard time because my boy parents out there crawling on his belly. And on top of that, you got you get the sense, right? So like the first thing Perrin goes is, yeah, the wolves gave me the idea, but they didn't give me a clear enough picture. We're completely overwhelmed and right. we're going to lose. And and Karuna um, even points out to Perrin that there's at least 300 women that are channeling down there. And and, and look over the edge and this now the battle's on down there. They haven't joined the battle yet, but the Aes Sedai How did the Shido get so large? Like, I know we keep saying like, oh, all the people that were upset Everybody left. ran away. Yeah, yeah, they all joined but the Shido. There were that many female channelers amongst the Aiel and the Aes, I mean, in the Aes Sedai, no? Yeah. 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 That that's more crazy to me. That's hey, but can we give some props to your boy parent? I don't know if you appreciate this because it sounds it sounds you're like you're maybe a little bothered that he's right back to doing Rand's bidding. But I'm not really bothered. I'm just giving Rand a hard time. Because be, being that he is where he is and he's made up his mind, he's going to get his boy. Mm -hmm. When yes, the I said I and remember, gosh, let's go back to the beginning of when we first met I Sedai. And now look at where we're at and parent turns to her and it's like, well, if you're scared, you could just 180 and beat feet that way. Cause I don't need that shit. You're either coming with us or you can get the fuck out of here. I don't care, but I'm going. And then, uh, what's his name? Who's the dude from Karian? From Car Dobrain. Dobrain. He's like, well, we'll, we'll go in. I'm going with you. We're probably not coming out. Yeah. <laughs> But <laughs> and and when and when Perrin sniffs him, he's like, it wasn't fear. It was kind of like resignation, kind of like, you know, just make it up your mind. This is it. That's bro. the kind of man I need on my team. This is I'm going to I'm going to go all out. I'm going to die, but I'm going to go all out. I'm going in like yeah. that's oh, what was this that's great. It's actually a, a very freeing moment. I, I mentioned is. it in one episode a while ago. 
but there's a there's a you you want the soldier next to you who has already made up in their mind that they're dead because when shit hits the fan they're not going to pause and think about their wife they're not going to pause and think about their kids they've already done that they did that before the battle started you want the guy that knows when we go running in here we are already fucking dead those are the guys that while out they're the ones yeah, that run towards the gunfire because they don't give two fucks Audie Murphy was that his name the from World War II Oh, American, yeah. American soldier. Like they actually made a movie about him and they toned toned it down because they thought they thought people would believe it. They thought it would be unbelievable what he did. Like that he was that much of a badass. Like he one time single-handedly, he was by himself surrounded by 200 Germans, and he ran on top of a tank, grabbed a machine gun, a German machine gun, and mowed down all 200 guys. And they went to go save people against orders. I think he pulled up 38 guys, ended up capturing 11 people by himself, 11 people, killing eight. Like it just like insane stuff like that. You're like, <laughs> yeah, if you, if you read all those soldiers, just like it gets read all, all the different write ups just... about him. You would be like, well, this is made up. This is clearly just some propaganda. <laughs> yeah. Captain America is not real, but here we have him. <laughs> yeah. The, the truck, the trouble is it's not just, it wasn't hush hush about what he did for him to get awards down the line. Like there are right. multiple people that wrote in their diaries, wrote letters back home. Like everybody that was around that. And he just did, ridiculous shit but you can't do that in the heat of the moment you can't run towards that fire and think about what you're leaving behind you, you can't pause in the middle of it and think oh my gosh i might die it's i don't know I, it's yeah, it's, no, it's 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 accepting that before you get into action that just makes you yeah. so fucking wild he got shot in the leg and turned around and ran right back into battle, killing 50 additional German soldiers after being shot in the leg. <laughs> you don't need your whole leg. <laughs> yeah, it's totally, it's like, anyway, yeah, this guy, that guy was crazy. Um, yeah. But that's that's like the, in this kind of situation where it's like the, you, you need and someone like that that's going to run in there. And, what, uh, what's that guy's name again? The Carriana guy? Uh, Dobrin. So after Dober makes the comment about like, yeah, well, we're going to go in. We ain't coming out, but I'm with you, bro. And he looks over at Rourke and Rourke gives this nod and well, without saying anything, even Rourke, who's his badass, Aiel clan chief warrior, everything. Even he's like, yeah, we going to die today, mm -hmm. but we're going to take some mofos out as we do it. Like this, this part got me yeah. really riled up. Because everything oh, yeah. they're looking at, everything that they're looking at says, if we do this, we're Dunsky. Yeah, we're but we have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they decide to start marching towards the two rivers men join them as well. Uh, and the manners, they divide the squads, uh, decide they're going to start trying to sneak at the back of the shadow until they're in bow range before initiating the charge. Um, and this is when they actually literally in the book starts counting down. <laughs> 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 to the boat to their own range like it's, well how um, about how about Perrin making some bullshit excuse about how he can't swing his axe from the horse i'm gonna go off so foot, yeah <laughs> so he could get down and get on foot but it's literally he makes the point he's like look men can choose to go into battle and i'm choosing can, this yeah. but i'm gonna i'm gonna let i'm gonna let my horses stay back and survive this one that yeah. was that was cool that was nice I think it's yeah. cool and nice and everybody's like, yay, the horses. But this, if you didn't believe what I said before about knowing you're going to die before you go in there, knowing you're walking into a slaughter, this is, this is more emphasis on that. Yeah. Rand is letting them live. 
because in his mind going in there, they are going to die. So yeah, it is cool that he made that choice for them to let him yeah. go, let him go graze somewhere else. And Zul pointed out as well, just the, the look between Rurik and Dobrain, like when they had like the, uh, that understanding. I own Kyrian and actually, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. The, the yeah, fact yeah, yeah. that, and it, and it's so quick. It's just a couple of lines from that dude and a head nod between him and Rourke, but they, there was an understanding there. Um, and both of them committing to the same thing. Now that's a very good point. I didn't even think of it on that level. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fucking tree killers. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a big deal. Um, so yeah, now we start counting down as we're getting closer and closer to the back line. Um, and they get there and arrows fly and they charge and Perrin and loyal with their axes go to town. <laughs> Carving out like loyal carves out like street wide paths. Yeah. You could, you could bring carts of people down the path that he is carving. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, this, 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 this battle is like on the levels of like, you know, um, the two towers and, and Helm's Deep and that kind of stuff. Uh, as far as size. I cannot wait, by the way, they got to up their budget. <laughs> for the Dude, Lord, <laughs> like I just, just reread it as y'all were talking, just cause I just, it's something different about reading it. And then the visualization that happens versus listening to it. And it's like 800 paces, 700. The two rivers men's dismounted, taking bows in hand. Like you can, you can see it, you can feel it. Six hundred, five hundred, four. Dobrain raised his sword high. The Lord Dragon, victory, and then it's just crash. Ground covered with brown grass, seemingly empty, suddenly gave birth to a thousand wolves. wolves. Lean brown <laughs> wolves with some of their darker, heavier forest cousins running low to hurl themselves into the backs of the Shido. Like, what if you're the Shido and you're sitting here like, aha, look at this small group of losers. And all of a sudden, literally the ground erupts from underneath wolves. you. Yeah. Wolves just like teeth and claws and ripping and shredding at your back. And then on top of that, you've got Aiel Spears coming in from the front into mm -hmm. the heart, into the lungs, like just straight up. And a cavalry charge, that. too, to add to it on the flanks. So it's, uh, it's yeah. yeah. Um, uh, how about this? Uh, beside him, Loyal's great ex Rosenfeld swung, carving a path. Aram seemed to dance with his sword, laughing as he cut down everyone in his way. A true Aiel, man. I'm telling you, like. Tinker's right. <laughs> Tinker with the sword. <laughs> so again, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where Aiel, I don't know where his character is going. But and in, in this moment, I could tell you it is not uncommon for one or more people to get the giggles before, during, and after a battle. Mm -hmm. And person. sometimes the giggler, sometimes the giggler is the dude you want to be around. Yeah. Like they yeah, just. Well, one of one of my good friends, he was a it's fighter a weird pilot. Emotion, but... Yeah, he's a fighter pilot, and he would get like kid songs stuck in his head just during battles. He said he'll start laughing. People on the mic would be like, "What are you laughing about?" I was like, "Don't worry about it." <laughs> and he's like yep. singing Barney songs in his head <laughs> while he's yep. in the middle of dogfights and fighting and doing. No, uh, yeah, um, but, yep. yeah. The pain makes me laugh. Yeah, it's like weird. insufferable to the point of laughter. Yeah, but if I you if like, you ask him, is it funny? Generally, it's like no, I. But I just, 
can't help it. That's how people, What's, yeah. What are you laughing at? What's so funny? Oh, I don't know. Did you see the blood splurt out of their neck? Like, clearly that's not funny, but <laughs> there's, it'll, there's bring, a, it'll bring out that laughter. And he's going to be the one to rediscover the song. There, there, there's some people that's how they react to to stress is with laughter. And and, and it brings me up. Uh, so there's a, a guy that I was good friends with in college and his wife was one of those people who went to hollow scream, which uh, we have bush gardens nearby and they have the Halloween hollow scream. It's like they do a bunch of haunted houses there. And we're going through the haunted house with them and the entire time. She's terrified, but giggling the entire time because she's so scared. And that's yeah. her reaction yeah. to being scared. So it was the most funniest haunted house I've been through because none of us are scared because it was just hilarious that she's <laughs> like, like this little small girl just giggling the entire time and we're just like we couldn't, yeah. hold, we couldn't hold together we were laughing too we're like, that's, a, that's laughing? a good example yeah well, just, um, if there's anybody out there that read this by themselves and they're like that's weird that he's laughing it's it's not that uncommon that's the only reason i want to bring that up it, yeah it some happens. people be like it's that's how they get through it so as they're hacking getting closer and closer um yeah, parents shocked to see the Aes Sedai are, are in the middle of battle and they're using the one power to kill. There's fireballs and lightning strikes going everywhere. And they, he's, he's shocked that because they usually don't don't use the one power unless it's against Stark friends or in protection of their life. Um, so that is a part of that clause. So they can use the one power if they fear their life. But normally they show a lot of restraint and here they're just all out. But of course you have 40,000 spears pointed at you. Yeah. So I guess you'd be in fear of your life. Um and then suddenly you start you hear they hear a big boom and gateways start to open up in front of them and pretty much everywhere. <laughs> and these black coated figures jump out, bursting it's the heads, death eaters, bursting heads like again melons. popping popcorn. <laughs> I, w- I wanna I want a flashback in the middle of this battle scene. I want a flashback to Taim training the boys on the day they learned to pop heads. Like, I imagine that he teaches them to make a fireball, but to place the fireball inside of their head. Or or do you think there's a power that just explodes head? Like, what? Have you seen the boys? I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's got to be, all right, so, so far, all of they're our just expanding here, the They're expanding the water inside of their heads. Right, and the best way to do that is to heat it up, right? Yeah. They practice so, watermelons. 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 Yeah. 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 So like they're trying to superheat inside the heads and explode them. I don't know. That's the way I envision it. Or mm-hmm. unless it's like the use of air. It's like air pimple and, popper. They but then it's like more if it was press, air, it'd be smashing in. But well, they, they smashed smashed all the crevices like here, air inside, and, then and it popped out there like pimples. No, Alan. If they just shove a bunch of air inside of their nose and mouth, they'd be like farting and burping. Yeah, I the guess heads so. explode. Yeah. So you if gotta. I'm thinking oil? superheating superheating inside the head yeah placing a fireball in their head yeah so dana points out that when when, uh when rang did there they were training on blowing up rocks so that'd be good maybe they were just opening up many portals inside of their mind whoa that more that more like slice them in half kind of i think yeah Yeah, that's true yeah that's true yeah anyways interesting pretty cool all the ways we could think of (laughs) <laughs> I like the whole boiling until it explodes analogy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it from Perrin's point of view before we switch back to our final point of view, Rand, for the rest of this battle. Um, so so if you didn't catch it, it goes back in time. That that hollow boom that Perrin hears is the is the chest exploding. So we're yeah, going yeah. back to Rand back in the box. So this is before all that happens. Now we're now the chest is put back together. Yeah. Or back to Rand's point of view before that happens. Um, 
So Rand's still inside the chest. He feels the six points and one turns hard. (laughs) 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 Rand fumbled at the shield between him and the source, moaning, floated across the void. Grim fury and burned fear slid along the edge of it. He was no longer altogether certain which was his and which was Luce Theron's. So this is that moment where we're starting to see him really connect with Luz, and it kind of actually gives me hope. Like, maybe this is the turn of the wheel where instead of Luz taking completely over, Luz maybe they work decides, together. let's work together. And maybe that's where we get the biggest difference in past lives versus current life, is Luz is like, you know what, maybe two heads are better than one. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. They'd maybe. be pretty powerful. It would yeah. be. Taking it just through the very sheer thought of having a second conscious that wasn't completely overwhelmed by past regret, that in and of itself is powerful because it kind of allows you to really look at the situation a little bit more, um, I don't know, removed. And then but, Rand has friends, Luz does not. Well, for this, what one someone points out, Luz is crazy. Um, that too. Yeah. It was yeah. random though. A little bit. Great. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Oh, so step one is they have to have a common goal. Um, and right now they have a singular goal. And no, it's twofold. It's obviously escaping, getting away from the shield. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then both, you know, want to uh work the arms. Yeah, well, they they, they kind of want to get a little bit of vengeance against the people that did this to them in different ways. Mm-hmm. Rand wants to do it in a very public fashion, and Luz just wants to immediately destroy anybody that ever did anything to him because he's fucking Luz Theron. What did he mm-hmm. say, like, God of the Morning or Lord something? of the Morning. Lord of the Morning, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but in order to do that, title. they have to so they have, they have a soul Lord focus. of the Morning. Because <laughs> we go all night. <laughs> Y'all know I could hold out the whole time without saying something stupid. There's got to be a couple giggities. <laughs> giggity, giggity. Yeah. So they're at least they get they're they're both focused on the same thing right now, and that's why it's easy for them to melt because mm-hmm. the goal is the same. It's not like loses pulling one way, Rand is pulling another. No. Rand yeah. is like, I got to break this shield and loses right there with him. Like, I know how. Let's just wait for this. This is the moment we're looking for. So they're yeah. same, same the, focus, same goal. Weaves the finished strands of air to like go through infinitesimal spaces between the knots. And like you think about picturing untying a knot or breaking a knot. And it's um, kind of like that, though. Like, I, one of my favorites, I don't know why I'm weird, but one of my favorite things to do is untie knots. Hmm. Like, I don't get overly frustrated i get like are overly anxious i get a little frustrated but not anxious at all i'm like i know i can do it i just have to find that right one if i push hard oh yeah i push that yes it, it budged and the minute yeah. i get that little bit of space i'm like go so two, th- two things that make a good knot because there are good knots and there's bad knots so there's two things that make a good knot is one it actually serves a purpose and does what it's supposed mm-hmm. to do and two that it's easily untieable if it doesn't have those two things, it's a bad knot. And there's plenty of ways to tie bad knots, but you can tie them the same way where they're, they're easily, we call them breakable knots. So they'll have like a little flange, you can break the knot. Um, but if you tie overhand knots, like just one loop over and tie tight, if you put a lot of pressure on that, you ain't getting it undone. It's just, 
And when I say a ton of pressure, I mean literally a ton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's locking and you're not, you're not going to ever untie it. So, yeah. Always my favorite thing to do, though. But yeah. so it, it, it was interesting to see, hear their interaction for him to, we have to be really good about this. We have to wait and we have to wait for something to happen because if they feel, then they'll come back and they come back, it'll be stronger. If it's stronger, we're not going to get out. So we had like, you know, there was a little bit of like insanity in what was going on, but very well planned. And need is the key. Rand has to let loose come in here some. Rand doesn't know how to fucking get out of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lose does. So Rand also has to let him. Even as mm-hmm. crazy as Luz is, he's got to let him seep in here some and take take control, take the lead. All right. And he's learning from him. Because Rand initially was like, I have no idea what he's doing. And but but in between he's paying the, attention. Yeah. And then in between it, he's kind of drifting in and going, All right, we have to do this. And then mm-hmm. if we do this, we can do this. So here is like an inherent trainer. Like we have, you know, one of the baddest men in the world or one of the best men in the world, however you want to call him, that could potentially teach Rand how to really master the power if he lets him. Yeah. He's no Asmodian, though. No, he's not. Rest in peace. <laughs> Who killed Asmodian again? We still don't know, do we? Nope. It was Alan. Um, yeah, it was me. I'm a dark friend. It, well, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it breaks apart the knots, uh, gets down to the last two. The last two are still soft. At this point, Rand can feel the source enough that he's able just to... It's like it's Pull right on the other him. side. Like it's right there. Yeah. yeah. So can't quite touch him. It's a chat. thin barrier. So so does the pattern provide Luz's knowledge to Rand because he needs him? I I don't think so. Like I don't I think Luz is like the anomaly of anomaly of the pattern. And that's why the pattern keeps getting disrupted and then having to reset. I think the minute Luz kind of removes himself from that and like partners with Rand, then the pattern starts to correct itself. So mm-hmm. kind of my thought yep. on that. Okay. Interesting. But yeah. So boom. That's where we are. Box goes boom. Well, wait, wait, stri- wait. We have to talk a little bit like- more about how the boom happens. So okay. we talked about how once it gets hard, he's <laughs> able to <laughs> he's able to slowly weave the air in around and he well because it's 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 hard and rigid, you know, and not soft. I don't know. Anyways, it weaves around and gets it just gets it. Yeah, giggity. He's able to get his weave of air into every single open space in and around it. And then there's a flex. And you can you can only get it in when it's hard. If it's if it's soft, it doesn't 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 quite go in the same way. No. <laughs> you can't. Like you, you'll get to the work. you'll get to that. You'll see the gap, and you'll try to like get in there. And it, but when it's at its hardest, it does burst. And when right. it bursts, the dam floweth forward. Yep. But and but, all the women go still. And wait, wait, we talking about Will Smith still? <laughs> All right, a giant so moan and then big dam of tears. Well, Chris is not wrong. Like that also went through my mind. I wanted to bring us back to that that moment because it was so awesome for all of you out there that were waiting for it. It's not just like he weaves in there, but then the just the flex and the expansion and bursting it apart. 
in a non-sexual way. So it's funny in a sexual way, but in a non-sexual way, it's really fucking awesome how it he is. just burst apart the the mm-hmm. shield there. So and while he bears part of the shield, the box goes boom. <laughs> and and then the box goes, box goes boom. boom. And the women all cry. The ones that were yeah, still yeah. connected. So yeah. once when once it it's hard, hard and you get all up in there and you blow that box up, just bam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just our, our there you go. just dropped off. There you <laughs> go. All right, that's all we got for this week. Huh? <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> <laughs> okay so um he wasted no time though let's just be real the minute he got out of the box he was like bibbidi boop 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 you're still then you're still then you're still like <laughs> you've got no power and you've got, you've no, got power. no power you, nobody's got power well, yeah, I don't think. Uh, but I think that was a consequence of him doing it too. Like, I don't think he even knew what he was doing at this point. Like he just. Oh no, Luz that was Luz. Knew what he was doing. Oh, that was Luz. Luz, Luz came Luz. through. Luz was like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> remember everything I was talking about getting the weave of like air yeah. and whatever in there. That was Luz. That was Luz. Yeah, it. That was Luz. Ran. Ran was watching that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, well, feeling it happen, whatever, because they're one in the right. same. But Luz Conscious was doing that, happening. and the moment it blew open, Luz was still in control. Yeah, he was like, "Where are all the witches?" <laughs> <laughs> he put yeah. down that whip, man. I'm just telling you, like in my mind, it, it was literally like that wind became a whip-like action and severed whatever, like. Popped out the candle, severed the connection, whatever you want to say, just whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Yeah. knife action, something. Yeah. And, and oh, now wait a minute. So glorious. Luz didn't shield them. He stilled them, right? He like, stilled them. Cut he them cut them off. off. Yes. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. You're how, done. how many? They how start many crying right I, away. How many female eyes said I do you need to cut a male channeler off from the source? It's just one if they got it right. If you catch cut it, cut it right. With um, no resistance. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. okay, so you don't need the thirteen for that. Thirteen is just the, to hold them. Thirteen oh, just to means do no matter you want, right? No oh, matter no matter what they try to do to resist, <laughs> they got you. Okay. Yeah. Well, can they like take control of them with thirteen? Maybe I'm mixing this up. Um, Rafa, I don't like. Yeah. If I, you know, <laughs> I, I remember from like really early 13, on, yeah, thirteen's a big thing. Yes, and I'm not sure exactly. To, like, I mean, it's still significant that he was able to cut them off from the source just we, one we person. Thirteen's like the maximum. Yeah, thirteen's the maximum amount of a female Isidai that can link. Um, until they you, could use until that. Until you use the male the channeler form. to continue the to, chain. To, yes, and they can use that to turn him to the dark side. I, I, if I, I feel like I remember that from a prior book. Yeah, like the that, same that, one that had the flicker action. Okay. I remember yeah. which book that was. I think they did. Yeah. Okay. I think that was mentioned. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With 13 Ice and I, they can turn someone. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that was the big thing. I was like, we don't want him to become an that's evil. Right, they, that's right. When... They mentioned it. It's not, it's not with Rand. They mentioned it with uh, Egwene and uh, Nadine when they're hunting down the, the Black Aja and they have 13 Ice and Sisters. They're hunting down them. They, that's right. Books and books and books ago, yeah. they, they mentioned yeah. that, that, that 13 Black Sisters could turn anyone to the shadow. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that. Anyway, all I know is my man Luz took action. He was like, and now Galena, 
I want her. Where is she? Especially her. Like, yeah. he had it out for them. And Rand's like, hold on a second. Get, hold on. <laughs> right. Well, Rand sp- spots men, men, and immediately. Yeah. yeah. This, a little could, bit of, this could. A little bit of yeah. a tease, though. If Rand didn't seize control and Luz was still in charge for another minute, two minutes, what would have happened? Do we think? Uh, do you think we would have needed Taim to come in and do anything, no. or do you think? I feel like Luz would have just picked off all the nearby. All right, I said I pew 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 pew, and then looked and be like, "Oh, these motherfuckers still attacking us." Goosh, and we'd have seen some shit that people haven't seen for thousands of years. Yeah, so little bit of a tease, but for the purposes of our story, you know, I guess it's great that Rand took control again and. Mm-hmm. Started freaking it. He started freaking out that he, he thought he hurt men. Right. Yeah. And then he rolls her over key. and realizes that she's staring up at him saying, Oh, Rand. And everything's okay for <laughs> the time being. <laughs> yeah. Untie me, you sheep herder. Uh, you know, screw it. Just get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> just, just throw me over your shoulder and get me out of here. Screw untie me. Just get me out of here. Um, <laughs> you know, make, make, make a gateway and get out. And he's like, I can't make a gateway. I don't know where I am. Um, yeah. No, so that's and I we've been told that rule, so I get it, but like it still doesn't make sense to me why you need to know where you're at. You gotta know where you that's, are to get to know where you're going. I don't know. Right. You have to know where you are to make a gateway to to somewhere. So yeah. Right. Otherwise you'll go randomly somewhere. Anyway, right, right. I yeah, get that. Could, it just doesn't make sense. Could be like in a wall, could be any like could be something that doesn't yeah, yeah. could be in a volcano. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> it is, that, that's the rule. So yeah. here we are. Exactly. Um so yeah, um, at this point, this is when Rand sees, he starts looking around the battle around him and sees Ashaman fighting, and because he senses the, the male, you know, Sidar or uh, yeah, uh, Sidar, yeah, Sidar. Well, because man, when she's Sidine, like, let's get out of here, he he quickly explains to her, is like, eh, it's not that simple. I can't do that. But then he follows up with, also, I think there's some people here to save me. I got to stick around to see how this plays out. Yeah. They're popping pimples. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, this is my favorite part. I that makes me kind of convoluted, I guess. But yeah, when it's like it, pop, 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 I'm like, yeah. And yeah. and Rand starts to shield. He starts to look around for other eyes to die. Sees uh, the one that tortured him, uh, Arian, uh, and sh- you know, shield shields her. Shields a few other ones. Uh, but doesn't cut doesn't cut him off. And this is where we. Hear more about the well. We, when we were imprisoned, Luz was like, "I'm going to steal every one of these mofos immediately as soon as I get a chance." So he mm-hmm. knew that Luz did that when he first got out. But Rand, it's almost a little bit more sinister. Rand wants them to know I'm the one doing this to you. He doesn't want to surprise sneak up on him and do him. Rand wants to have a trial. He wants it public. He's like, and then if I steal you, it's going to be in front of everybody with you begging for mercy. Yeah. So it's not that Rand is better by shielding right now. Yeah. I think it's worse. But he can call it justice and justify it. Yeah. He he did not take away. They took it away by not obeying yeah, the rule of the land. But that's what I'm saying. He wants them to understand that before he does it. That's oh, just, he, but he wants that's everybody more... around him to understand it too. Well, true. Yeah, I still think that's a little more. 
I mean, well, maybe not more fucked up, but that's. Oh no, I'm not disagreeing with you. It is worse. It's deeper. Mm-hmm. It's brutal, but it is. It's certainly their fault. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and then uh, at this point, it's also. Go ahead. I said it's what a king would do. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point, this is when Gawain rides up and does his little smirk, snarky, snarky little not today, a Thor, and then runs off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Min. Min. <laughs> He's like, Min, I will save you. And she won't let go of Rand. And Min goes, don't do it. Elaine loves him. Uh-huh. And, and he go, Godwin goes, <laughs> but we're going to cut our way out. Let's not, let's not belittle this. Look at everything that's going on here. And Godwin, Godwin cut through all of that with his people to come get Min. Mm-hmm. And yeah. even though, even though Min decides to stay and he rides off by himself, like that's not a small thing what he did, so mm-hmm. we gotta we gotta give him a positive grade here on intent, right? At least and at least I I I would like to. Agreed. He gets, right. He gets he gets a couple of merit points here, right? And then so he rides off, cut his way out, and right at this point, Rand turns around and Ashaman almost kills him, and Tyam shows up right at time. He goes, "That's the Lord Dragon. Stop! Stop! What you doing? That's that's, <laughs> that's the one we're saving." <laughs> <laughs> Did you kill the Lord Dragon? They're like, oh, that that that's it. So? Wow. Okay, okay, my bad, sir. Sorry. I still go back to Rand fucked up here. I mean, how are, how are there all these spiders that do. don't know who he is? And Tyim just cool and calm, just like, um, so I hope you're not too upset with me uh, breaking your rule about not hurting Ice to die. But uh, <laughs> I might have, uh, you know, did a thing or two. Uh, violated your orders. <laughs> I was, was going to go see you about something important, and uh, you weren't there, so I magically found you. Here. <laughs> Magic. With um, a freaking army of men that are like, blah, 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 blah. Like, that's what I feel like is more awesome. How long has he had to train these guys? A few months. Maybe. Few months. He made that type of progress. Think about how much work Rand has had to put in. He's still using a trying route to really make himself strong. And then these guys are popping up like, pew, pew, pew. Yeah. Die. So obviously we, we paused here when we did the live recording. And those of you that listened to it, I'm going to say this again. Very suspect of time because of how well he, he trained drive. them. And, and the fact that he was able to train them to work together like this, this is, so this many male channelers working together hasn't happened for how long? Thousands of years? Thousands, yeah, since the breaking. So, And how does he have the knowledge to teach them to do this so flawlessly? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe not flawlessly because the first guy that came out died. (laughs) But after that, not many. Um, They they work it in unison like that and the type of, uh, um, I mean, they have maneuvers. They make. building entire shields around the group. Yeah. Before we get to that, yeah. Before we get to them doing that, time does offer Rand uh, healing, and Rand refuses, and Lou starts shouting his head, "Kill him now! Just kill him! Kill him! Kill him!" Yeah. Uh, and Definitely then time orders the the campsite to be secured at that point. Because I'm wondering, like, what connection would have been made if a male channeler heals another male channeler? Well, I think Rand learned from Alana, you don't let anybody touch you with the power. He learned way back from Moraine. Well, until, but, but then he let Alana touch him. Yeah. You, you, you don't let anybody reach out and touch you. Yeah. yeah. 
Fuck that shit. So a dome take of a, air. Take a nap and heal yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so a dome of air covers the camp and leaves a hole in the top to let the smoke out. Um, and lightning strikes start hitting it, and, and the aisle just start piling up, trying to push against the the wall of air that they've created. And now it's all secure, so they're all safe inside. Chris, um, was was it just me, or were we currently in Wakanda? Oh no! Yes. Okay. Uh, and, all right. Not I just me. Like, oh, all right. No, good. good. <laughs> Sorry. That's Phenomenal exactly how I pictured it. Another shameless plug: if you haven't seen it yet, it does move slow. It is setting a lot of stuff up. It's still a good movie. Oh, the yeah. new Black Panther. Yes. Oh yeah, I still need to see it, but I've heard great. Ah, uh, good, good movie. Okay. So the battle dies down inside the dome. The, the the shadow that were inside the dome take off the kind of store become Gaishan on us immediately. They they give up. And um the Aes Sedai that are shielded are taken prisoner by the Ashamon. Um and Alana's there and, and um uh, and the others they don't approach Ran um because they think because of the Ashamon all around. They're kind mm-hmm. of scared. They're scared. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was a little awkward with them just kind of standing off to the side, like, we're here. Hey. Yeah. Um, and, and then then Dobrain Perrin, loyal, shapes, like ready to kill. Yeah. They look like Death Eaters. Yeah, yeah. And then that's when uh, Perrin, loyal, Aram, Dobrain all walk up to Rand. Oh, um, but loyal limps. Yeah, loyal's a little hurt. They're all a little hurt, a little bloody and wounded. Um, no, fuck the rest of them. Why is loyal limping? Loyal well, he did. He did kill like battle. fifty people. <laughs> he did <laughs> battle. He did for a little bit. For a little bit. Card. He got bit by a chihuahua. All of us saw people at some point in life get bit by a chihuahua. And it Mm. causes us. Honestly, I don't think anybody touched Loyal. I think like he turned to help somebody and maybe rolled an ankle on a a stump or something. That would make better sense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. There might be blood on him, but it ain't his blood. Yeah, parents are thankful that Rand's alive and tells him to make a gateway and get him out of here. And Rand's like, that's not how this really works. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Rand orders the, the air be lifted, the dome be lifted, and time's like, oh, maybe you should wait a second before we just go ahead and let 40,000 in here. Go to plan. Uh, and parents are arguing to let the other Hold people- on. Hold on. Yeah. yeah. You do a good job keeping us on track, but sometimes mm-hmm. you miss the mark. <laughs> yeah. Time was like, uh, no. actually- Let's hang out inside the shield till we know this place well enough to portal right. out of here. Right. And, and everybody Perrin, else out there that dies, they just fucking die for the dragon. And that's yeah. okay. Because Tyrion was objects, okay with that. Yeah. 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 Huge yes. difference yes. than let's get a plan. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Get a gateway. And here. Um, not that, not that Tyrion's plan was a bad plan. Tyrion was nearly focused on saving Rand. And that was a way that Rand and everybody else in that bubble right there would be able to get away. So it was a way. Sure. It was a way. But parent objects saying, hey, let's our people are out there still. Like, you yeah. have to do something. Um parent objects, the Aiel that were in there, they mm-hmm. objected by their looks. There was a lot of objections. And Loyal even objects in his very I don't even know the adjective to use here, but when Perrin was like, All right, fuck it, just let me out. I'll go back and tell them they could go ahead and leave and retreat. And loyal was like, well, two would have a better chance than one sort of thing. Like I'll go with you, but mm-hmm. he's loyal's also letting it be known that I'm not just, I'm not going to portal out of here and leave everybody else to die. No yeah. way. And a, and a Ram well, just kind of giggles like, <laughs> like clearly he's going to, cause he wants to laugh and cut more people. 
Yeah. Well, and Perrin also makes the point saying that as long as he stays here in the dome, no one knows he's alive or has been, we've been saved right. yet. So they're going to continue fighting. Right. Um, you know, we need to let them know somehow that, that we're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, where, where's the illuminator people at this point to shoot off some fireworks. We need some flares. some flares. All right. Yeah. Green flare means we're good. Red mm -hmm. flare means we're in trouble. We're not good. Mm -hmm. Yellow yeah. flare means ah, you can try it. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe not. <laughs> but in the end, Rand rejects all these ideas and says Savani needs to be taught, taught a lesson. Um, mm. And uh, he says, Kill the beast. I am. I, I told you to make weapons. Show me your weapons. Ah, <laughs> uh, now this is that Italian's point. Like, <laughs> this is that point where even Luz had to be like, "Well, it's not yeah. a bad idea. Don't yeah. kill him yet." Let's see what he does. Like, yeah. So the first thing they do is raise the banner of light and just and then pow, 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 like so slowly the yeah. dragon banner goes up. The banner goes the up, and yep. they don't remove the shield completely. They raise yep. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're still protected from above the same way they were. Yeah. The shield was, which is very smart. But think about the control they have to have to continue that barrier and at the same time start killing people popping mother fucking heads yep at so Taim says the famous lines Ashman form battle lines raise the air dump two spans and as soon as they do the shadows start to flood in and then he says Ashman kill, kill. oh <laughs> and <laughs> yes oh <laughs> okay, I, we'll do it. Our famous line. We got to back up for just a second. Perrin pleaded with Rand, like, "Look, I saw what they did out they there. Please, there. please don't yeah, do this. This it do. is, it is so gruesome." And Rand was like, "What else can I do right now?" Yeah, like you're yeah. asking me to save everybody. You want to save the Emmons Fielders. You want me to save the Wise Ones. You want me to save Rourke out there. I get it. This yeah. is the only way we do that. And even Perrin was like, shit. Okay. This so the way the, turns the way, and pukes. The way oh, the no, book, yeah, turn. the way the books, they ran into a meat grinder. Uh. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty gross. Let the bodies hit the flow. Let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> this, is, this is really that point of no return for all of them, though. There was still a chance for them to kind of live a semi-normal life. You don't this go home after that. All of that. No, you don't. Not no, not fully. Never. Physically, yes. Mentally and emotionally, you never go. No, back. you don't. Yeah. And then the next order is rolling ring of earth and fire, which causes the ground to erupt in flames and a ring going out from the camp and just hundreds of yards out and there's already a pile of wall of bodies and then it just starts killing people running away fleeing like just i can't now, remember how many yards it says but it's uh they didn't really crazy. touch on this but you gotta assume it wasn't just the shido that got diced up here oh yeah right like Close. there's got to be some of i'll say our people mm -hmm. that got minced up in this yeah and i don't know i'm not pointing that out to be like this was a mistake i just I don't know. I don't I don't like the concept of acceptable losses, but yeah. I mean at the strategic level there's you you have to consider that. There there's there Especially is there's rarely there's a no loss way forward, but 
Yeah, but especially when you're already so limited on support. Yeah. And though yeah. that support just so happens to end up becoming friends because there's so few, and then you're ordering their death. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get into... This This might rub people the wrong way, but, uh, I mean, to the, to this day, the history books... Um, they ju- they justify the use of the of nuclear bombs in the war in the Pacific against Japan by saying how many lives would have been lost if we went island to island trying to finish that war. And if you do the math of loss of life sustained on both sides for every little inch of ground up into that point, like yeah, mathematically you could say, man, well, I can't yeah. even verbalize it. But at the same time, nuking two fucking cities of a whole bunch of people right not to hey. mention the carpet carpet bombing of fire bombs in tokyo and oh yeah else. yeah yeah i mean we, we try to justify it from a util utilitarian approach of a uh, technically it's safe life no man yeah i don't know yeah so anyways good guys got diced up with the bad guys i don't think it was just bad guys piled up out there but jordan didn't really get into that yep yeah, so ran orders in the stop. Uh, people are throwing up all around them because it's just there's wounded and dead everywhere. It's just, yeah, oh, and they're all at this point the surviving surviving are all just fleeing for their lives. No one's attacking anymore. The battle's can, over. <laughs> can I make one more jab at the Aes Sedai? Sure. There's no comment of the captured Aes Sedai throwing up because of all of the death around them, but they do they do throw up and get nauseous and they're disgusted by. The way they're manhandled by the male chandlers, the Ashaman. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. fuck them. This is this is why <laughs> this is why the readers don't like you at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't care about anybody else. You think you're above everybody else. You think your mission's above everybody else. You're just heartless. And the yeah. only reason like you're emotionally traumatized at this point is because you're finding out you're not the cock of the walk right now. You're not the you're not Billy Badass. <laughs> right. And there are factions out there now that are more able. Right. I think it was Perrin actually yells Rand to stop. Make him stop. Um, it's enough. Yeah. We've done enough. Stop it. Um, so Rand stops him, you know, turns to Taim and actually congratulates him and Ashaman for what they've done today. And like, hey, gets smart, kind of, yeah. Um, and then he turns his attention back to the Aes Sedai and Alana mm. and, and her nine Aes Sedai come up all smugly like, uh, he came to save you, and Rand's like, "On your, go, you're with the rest of them. Get over there. You're yeah. Well, he counts them. Yeah, I said six. I said nine. six. It, or uh, are you there at this part in the book, um, Chris? Do you have it open? Nope, I don't have it open, but I can open it really quickly. Uh, it's it's worth it. Yep. Okay. Kneel and swear to the Lord Dragon. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I mean, even or Rand's... will be knelt. On on that part, so I got all super excited in live recording about Taim's lines, but even Rand's conversation with the Nine about how they done did fucked up mm-hmm. was just as good. Um, You know, I told, I told you you'd be on the same... Yeah, so was, yeah, he was, said, was, I forget was, nothing, I said I ran, said coldly. I said six could come, but I count nine. And I said you would be on equal footing with the Tower Emissaries. And for bringing nine, you will be. Oof. They are on their knees, I said I kneel. Ah! 
You were like, nigga, what you say? And he <laughs> said, kneel and swear to the Lord Dragon, or you will be knelt. It gives you a little bit for Tyene. Like, even if you think he's uh, like Demon Dread himself. Uh, the, I'm like, not. All right. There's there have been better there have been better overall scenes, but like as far as best line delivered so far, like um weep for Manethrin, that whole scene was pretty badass, right? It was um, but this was just two sentences. Yeah. The best short pithy line, like oh my gosh, these are the most powerful words spoken so far in the wheel of time kneel to the lord dragon or you will be knelt god damn that was uh, yep and uh the final line of the chapter is and uh the first nine i said i swore fealty to the dragon reborn and the world was changed forever and that's how we yeah chapter. so it says the first nine it was that group the, the nine that came, yeah. Just, yeah. The other what ones. You, what do you think about the rest of the Aes Sedai they had captured? Do you think they also swore affinity or still, still, still? Uh, Goodbye. <laughs> They're not Aiel anymore. I do think, yeah, going forward, I think Rand does have some sort of trial and allows justice, whatever. But yeah, I think ultimately between Lou's influence in, in him and Rand needing to make an example, I think he. Anybody that took part in capturing him and shooting him, see, there's and something else to, be, to pay close attention to, though. We have the ancient art of restoring those that have been stilled, and we know that there are dark friends learning at Salidar. So this could be a temporary thing. Oh, it, it might turn into a game of freeze tag. You're not yeah. wrong. Mm-hmm. So, you might be able to go touch a frozen friend and. Rejuvenate them. Yeah, it's possible. Yep. Yeah, so that's how we end this chapter. So, anything else from this before we move to the quick, rapid, mini points of views of the epilogue? <laughs> can we can we show the the meat grinder clip one more time? <laughs> the, the blender. I feel like we need. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> and look, there's fire in it. I still think it's wow. fire. I guess with like a snap of electricity. It could be lightning directed. I guess my point is Taim must have taught them to be able to place either the fireball or electricity or whatever in a very specific spot. Because I'm still fixated on to make the head explode, you have to superheat it really quick and use the mm-hmm. moisture inside to expand to blow it up. Use microwave. Yeah, but it's but it's not I'm it is in the future. Sure. In the past, in the future. Yeah. Do you know we dabbled with the use of directed microwaves for uh, route clearance, and we found out very quickly it's damn near impossible to avoid the collateral damage? <laughs> no. I mean, if there's a dog on the side of the road um, that you're trying <laughs> to clear with use of microwaves, it's, uh, it's well, not a dog anymore. I'll stop there, but we've all used a microwave before, so yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. it's not cool. So, you guys, so we don't do move, that. Move to the answer, which is no. I want to go back to the beginning of this chapter and do it again. <laughs> uh, All right, do it all over again. I want to restart one more time. <laughs>
Yeah. So we're going to go with the answer. Um, so we're in Ebudar. It's Phelan's point of view, which Phelan's one of the um, Aes Sedai black sisters from, um, from Tanchico. Uh, frustrated that Nynaeve and Elaine slipped out of, without anyone seeing them. Obviously, they're being hunted as they're hunting that Angriel. Um, Hunt and that's pretty much, you know, she's just trying to find find it there and hoping that um, they can, you know, find what they're trying to find. Mm. So it's a really short point of view, but gives a little bit of a, I guess, a, that, well, she's that like the first time she was glad that Mogadine had ignored her since she, um, mm-hmm. she was given her some orders so many months ago uh, in Amadisia. So mm-hmm. this is the one that she put the ones that she put to task. Not mm-hmm. realize they don't realize that they're no longer kind of being tamed at the moment mm-hmm. because Mogadine or Mogadine, however you pronounce it, she's uh, you know currently locked up incapacitated for the next couple seconds uh <laughs> yeah yeah we have, we remember should... chris mogadine might be right where she wants to be she could be well she yeah. might be now she wasn't before yeah and then Herod fell's point of view which is uh the other character ian calls me because he's the guy at the university and a golem oh yeah don't know what that is slips in and literally tears him limb for limb I mean, I don't, I don't wish that upon you, Alan. That's not where I was going with this. I didn't know about this coming up. I'm just saying, if I have, if I'm going to do bar trivia and I get to pick my team, you're the first person I'm going to want on my team because you know a little bit about everything. Nothing so that w- you don't know enough about shit for us to make money off of it, but you know a little bit about everything and it's dangerous. The, the, the jack of all trades, the master of none kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's not it's not Phalion, it's it's or it's Fowlin Fowlin not I don't know it's one of the F names that Moira Jordan says it's not the other person it's the other person. You guys got Wait, that? which one was cool. Herod though? He wasn't the crazy one, is he? Yeah, Herod's the crazy. He's the he's the crazy uh, guy in the university that always is a legit. That said, told Rand to come back when the pretty girl wasn't around. Yep, because he had a legitimate answer to give Rand about something he was searching for, and they didn't want him to get that answer. Now, who discovered he had that answer? Doesn't matter. He's torn, who, torn, torn to pieces. But who's, <laughs> who's in the area that would care that much, that would know about the school and know about everything that's happening and have the power to create a golem and stop this from happening? The pigeons. So what Come do you on think? Come on, throw you a bone. So it's just the golem squeezed under his door. So it actually came in from the crack under the door. Didn't open the door. It just squeezed in. So come on, just, Ian. Who did it? Who sent it? Uh, the gray. The gray. Oh, maybe it's Varen. Mm. You know what? At this point, you know what's so great about Varen? Even if she turns out to be evil, I think I'm still gonna like her. It wasn't Varen. <laughs> you know who it was. Come on. I don't know. You've been who on his case the entire book. Oh, Pen Fane? No. Taim. Oh, Taim. Uh, no. See, I. Mm, I well, let me think about it because I haven't. He visited. He visited Kyra and found out that Rand wasn't there. And that's how he found out that Rand was gone. Mm-hmm. Maybe. No. That'd be too easy. No, Domadred. Here's the thing about Domadred. So far in my profiling of him, when when <laughs> You're he gonna get, call him that now for sure. Yeah, when he gets a win, he wants 
he wants uh, credit for the win. So he's not a bad guy. He's certainly one to be threatened by and fearful of, but he's not one that's going to get you in the shadows. Gotcha. I, I think his I big victories, he wants to be seen and he wants credit for because he wants to be number one. You can't be number one if you do everything in secret. Katie, Katie, just because you said it, it's not the same person. Maybe it's whoever killed Asmodian. <laughs> well, maybe Asmodian killed himself through a series of poor choices in his life. Has anybody ever thought of that? <laughs> maybe cause and effect, okay? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. So then we switch to our one paragraph to a writer that's overlooking Ibadar and is a Sanchen and says uh, um, that I think that they're ready for their great return and the daughter of Nine Moons with it. Yes. Hey, who's happy for Matt? Come on, Matt. <laughs> Matt's about to meet up with his one true love. Uh-huh. Or his second um, true love, or is this his third true love? He wants to slay them. Yeah. I guess the other weren't true love. They were just one night stands and Yeah. You know? Well, he tried with that Aiel chick that turned out to be. Yeah. Not, He's not trying right. to catch up with the number of children we have as a collective. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we switch to probably the longest point of view in this whole entire epilogue, which is uh, Mogedian's where she is. Lying um, on her back the night, Mogedian stared at the roof of the tiny tent she was mm-hmm. allowed to herself as one of the Amelin's servants. From mm-hmm. time to time, her teeth ground, but as soon as she realized it, she sealed them again. Mm-hmm. This Equine Alvir was harder than Elaine or Nynaeve had been. She tolerated less and demanded more. And even when she passed her bracelet to Swan Eliana, especially Swan Mogadine, sh- shivered. Yep. All of a sudden, in comes a, a person. Oh, Who are you? She demanded. Call me, how you pronounce it? Call me Call me Ishmael. Mogadine. That's a different book. That's a different book. Ishmael was uh, earlier. Uh, yes. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> Hearing her own name, she like froze. She's like, you know me? Really? How do you know? Oh my goodness, are you here to save me? Like you've been summoned to show ghoul. I'm here. Actually, yeah. she was like, oh shit, this person just used my real name. This isn't cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's that is not a good thing. But then also notices that that she's channeling, but she can't see the waves. No, and he's channeling. He's he, channeling. she's channeling. Right. She, he, uh, right. He they them is channeling. Yes. Is this a? Have we asked his or her or they's? So it was else? a. No, we have not. But um, it was a woman that had a. Male no, it was a man. Soul. It was a man who was brought back into a woman's body. So it's a male, yeah, it's that's a male, the way, male yeah, yeah, it's a male soul. Yes, and so the power is linked. But to he the doesn't want to be known as male because that would give him away. So the power is linked to the the power is linked to the soul, not to the body. Right, right. Male channeler, yes, but I don't think he wants to be addressed as a he. No, because no, that's part of his cover. This is interesting. He identifies as a he, but he doesn't want other people to identify him as a he. Interesting. Well, he want to aid crisis. I think this is they, them. Okay. But I don't want to assume. <laughs> well, in 95, there was no such thing as politically correct. That's true. Yeah. There was the, the, the whole, the whole pronoun we, conversation. We were really... still watching the power Rangers and going, 
They put yeah. two women in there and one's Asian? Well, let me return that. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm sure, I'm sure the pronoun conversation had started in 95. It wasn't as mainstream or, or as no. well known amongst the population as is that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So a male male soul shoved into a female body. That's soul. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, um, but yeah, so it breaks the collar, lets Mogadin go and says, Hey, you need to go to Shagul, you're summoned. And yeah. And there she goes. And then we get we get more hints at the nameless thing. She's like, mm-hmm. Oh, am I being nameless? She's like, No, I ain't gonna be nameless after all the shit I just went through. Yeah, man, <laughs> can make me nameless, but maybe, maybe. maybe. And the demon dread is there, like, Aren't I such a good boy? Didn't I do <laughs> such good things? That's the last one. But Egwene uh, goes to the tent. And uh, sees the, the she she felt the necklace come off, so she runs to the tent. And so she to, knew, didn't Egwene also know it was a male channeler? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And she was thinking, Logan, maybe was it Logan? No, he wouldn't double back. He That's crazy. Back. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So She's now we have Mogidian who knows that there is a female who channels with the male source of the power, mm-hmm. and we have an Egwene that suspect. Well. Well, no, because Egwene doesn't know. She just thinks there's a no, male. Egwene just thinks the male, a male that, came. Yeah. But she yeah. has no way of knowing that it was actual a female. Correct. Right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we switch to Demon Dread, who's at Shell Goal. Have I done well, Great Lord? Daddy, didn't I do well, Daddy? <laughs> Don't so, I, wasn't I a good boy? So Taim <laughs> was like, how did I do? <laughs> did you see the show? There were fireworks. Pew, 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 pew. Here's the thing. If if I if I try to go, okay, if Taim is not Damadred, who is? Uh it has to be somebody that influenced a lot of what happened in this book. Well, and then the other question is is what did Taim do that or Damadred do that was so worthy of recognition from the Great Lord? The Great Lord, remember early on he said something that I'm paraphrasing, like let loose the Lord of Chaos. Yeah. Oh, she said maybe Taim's the Lord of Chaos. No, Taim. No, he's talking about Taim Theron. He's talking about loose Theron. Let loose Theron free. Okay. Well, Taim saved him. Let him loose. That's what I'm saying. There's <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, a video on YouTube with Gil Fagafi doing the voice of I. I don't know. It left. The, I can't. The dark. The dark one. Voicing <laughs> uh, the dark one for those demon dread scenes. I think uh, that's fantastic. Uh, you did good. I can't do the voice. That's <laughs> uh, that was pretty good. That was pretty good, Godfrey. Um, who is? Don't ask us that question. You do meatwad very well. I should have used meatwad when all the heads was exploding. I was thinking that as soon as you said it. You're afraid, like, why do I got brains on me? That's blowing up everywhere. I think that was an episode too. Shakes up with being a little bitch. Yeah, I'm at the adult of... table and I'm at an adult beverage. <laughs> Let the secret out that Ian actually voices Meatwad from Hunger <laughs> Force. <Yeah. laughs> All right. Um, and that's what we're doing. Things that happened the last two weeks. The Green Ranger, man. I don't know how to feel. Mm. I know I'm, I'm I'm completely shifting from the book for a minute because it's been on my mind for since it happened. You know, I I am disappointed 
And I don't know if it's fair to feel that way, but he was my hero. Like, first hero I ever, like, loved and cherished and bought collectibles and, like, followed for a while. So I was like, I mean, not the first few episodes he showed up, but eventually. No, no, no. I liked him then. Right off the bat? Right off the bat. Green was my favorite color, and he was evil. With his flute? Yes, and I play the (laughs) flute. So it's like. Yeah, you do. Yes. Very well. Giggity. Oh, yeah. So anyway, disappointed. Can I just. I need to give a quick shout out to everybody that was reading these books as they came out. Um, Considering that I would think this would be the hardest book to finish and then have to wait for the next. And only knowing what I know now, I'm sure there's more that you might feel this way. But you get do. you get the final chapter, the battle, it's fantastic, but we know there's still so much not just lingering out there. And this epilogue, all the epilogue does is just raise the hairs on the back of your neck every step of the way. And then how long did you have to wait till the next book? Between Lord of Chaos and uh, Yeah, Yeah, that had to be, that had to be tough. So I feel for you. I'm sorry you went through that. Um, Yeah. Probably about the same length as waiting on Harry Potter. <clears throat> yeah, but this is a. It's so such, it was it, released. It was uh, released on October fifteenth, nineteen ninety four. Was Lord of Chaos, and then uh, the next book was followed by Crown of Swords, which uh, ninety four, and the next one was released uh, in May fifteenth, nineteen ninety six. So two almost two Whoa. years. Oh, wow. That's a lot of time to simmer on this. I would have forgotten yeah. about a book by then. I'd be like, uh, no, I'm good. I don't need to read it. That would have been, that would have been very hard. I know, and I recognize mm-hmm. that. Uh, I say so. that, but I'm still waiting on Martin to write the next book. So <laughs> good luck. 20, 20 years later. Yeah. Oh, no. Hey, uh, hate to break it to you, Chris, but Sanderson might be finishing his books also. <laughs> I wish they might be better. Oh man! Yeah. Uh, we might. Have... I shouldn't say. That. Well, Air Two's He's done. Really Air Two from Mistborn's done now. So I that's... haven't read the last book in Air Two. Alan, stop me! Yeah. I'm, I'm reading through other things now. Uh, did you finish the I'm moving very slowly because okay. the trainings at Truist have been like mind numbing. To listen okay. to, <laughs> just like, oh my god! Yep. Can I just get on the floor and do the job, please? I hear you. So, favorite character? Oh, wait, mm. who's the former tinker? Aram. 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 Aram laughing as he slices <laughs> throats. I, you know, uh, and and I'll say this: if there's any question, that wasn't me. Ian, do you need a hug? No, no, no. <laughs> I was not the guy laughing, but I, I stood, was. I stood. I stood next to a guy laughing, and well, I love that guy. I'll just leave it at that. And he did many great things for his country. Alan, I'm not going <laughs> to steal your thunder because I know who your favorite person is. So Fuck I'm going to say one of the best battles uh, in all the books, and he ain't even there. He's back picking, da- he's picking daisies in left field. Will be the Ashaman. As a whole, that's fair. As a whole. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say okay. Tain just because 
You know, he trained yeah. them all. But Taim wasn't wearing the pieces on his collar that Rand gave him, right? That's even better. He's like, you're not going to sit here and title me and tell me I'm great. I already know I'm great. Hey, you're a good number two. Great job mm-hmm. of being number two. Yeah, he's like, no, nah, I'm number one. I ain't putting yeah. that shit on my collar. Exactly. Yeah. Gollum was my favorite this you know. <laughs> so sure, uh, sure, sure. You can't nah, pick um, yourself, Alan. Pick somebody else. <laughs> pick someone else. Loyal. That's a real one. Yes, Actually, that is. Loyal. I agree. Loyal went I to battle, him. and they yeah. don't even fight. Yeah, his people are not fighters. But when they do, they throw down. Yeah. So, so um, next time on the Will Reads, we'll be starting this this honky, uh, girthy book. Oh, like yeah. what's that one called? A Crown of Swords. Um, and I was gonna split the the prologue up into two sections because it's so long, but um, we'll just do the whole prologue next time. Um, so uh, it, it's about two hours an audiobook, uh, forty eight pages. So it's a it's a little girthy, but um, is this that's the we- prologue? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a girthy. Jordan girthy loves his prologue. Yeah, uh, he yeah. loves his prologue. <laughs> Alan. Is this prologue like Eye of the World prologue that is like, what the fuck am I reading? And eventually it makes sense. Or is it covering, is it like montage to help us get where we're going? It's multiple characters jumping around to kind of set up the scene for. Okay. So it's montage ish with multiple point of views. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they're like mini chapters within the prologue to prep us for the rest of the book it also takes out like kind of the aftermath of doom as well that's kind of like oh it is the setup it's like probably a year in the future all right ties up a few loose ends and then gets us going where we need to be yeah yeah all right i like that the prologues where it's like what the fuck did i just read and it doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. for 16 books like i don't need i don't need that from life right now like the one from the first book that's what i'm saying i'm still trying to figure that out Someone just asked which which one has the longest prologue. Um, let's see. This one is around. So let's. I think it's actually uh, Crossroads of Twilight. Um, has the longest one. It's like, a, it's like a book before you start the book. Yeah, they but from this point on, they all have super long prologues. Um, That's good. Actually, no. The next one's not that long. Winter Winter's Heart is long. Uh, Crossroads of Twilight is long. Uh, Knife of Dreams is super. Uh, Knife of Dreams is long. That's the longest one. Mm. And Knife of Dreams is super long. Yeah, Knife of Dreams. So that's the longest one. Um, I feel like there's a giggity to be made there. I just don't know how to make the joke. Knife uh, of Dreams, super long. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to just say giggity. And- so so we'll, we'll, we'll do that next week. And we'll have a guest next week too, guys. So uh, um, yeah. Can you say who? Yeah, it's Vance from Bard of the Red Hand. Yay. Vancy Pants is coming on. Um, excited about having Vance. So what a great dude. So in the meantime, until we record next time, um, you can find us in a lot of places like uh, our website, uh, the will reads, the will um, has links to all social media there. So Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all those fun places. Um, also you can find links to join our Patreon. Uh, you can get things like the live reactions and things like that. to certain chapters. We've done a few of them now. Uh, we're going to continue to do those um, uh, for some chapters in this next book. Uh, not the prologue, <laughs> but, but we will do some more. Um, <laughs> also, you can buy our merch. We have links to our merchandise, our, our, our store, um, lots and lots of T-shirts and frosty mugs and fun stuff there. So 
go check it out. Write a review. Um, find us wherever podcasts are found. And that's all I got, guys. Until next time. Peace. Okay, bye. Time rules. I hope you enjoyed the show and thank you for listening to The Wheel Reads. See y'all next time. Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering just the prologue of A Crown of Swords. Enjoy! Enjoy!